Bojo. Ani. Welcome to Enwaying, our sound podcast. This is our podcast about raising children in Anishinaabemowin as second language learners. I'm Mashko Gapakwe, and this is my husband. Here we will be talking about stories, challenges, triumphs, and tips as we share our experiences about our household of five. Beamed Beam again. Okay. Oh, motion the motion on JIN Gajitigan. Oh, how? Um, Gishpin, um, Gishpin, Naga de Wenda, Naga de Wenda, Yan, uh, Pigamin, Wan Gozian, Nishnabe Mong, Gimaquendan. Um, Nibing, uh, 2018, I'm gonna bet you, um, Jibwa, Mage B2, Namegi, Jigat, uh, Eshkanishinabem, Jik, Akina Maga, um, Ozawa, um, gi gija ginandaneta gija wat ode in mkiaj bakan um nis in gurwasun kishat nikishat uh ozawa minwanin ngi bizome ngi papa bizome ode um genebek gitaganing gitaganing zibing Going in, um, 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 um 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 Nano Nano Gishigat Ingi 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 Mud de Beme, Ingi Queshkota de Me or de Um Besho Skoding Away Gi Bodway Gishep Nano de Buganik and a Bunch Um Gawin and Gawin and Gi Do de Masi and Donis uh ingasha gigi gijadgea don don san um midashingi gabe the big nabayan um p and um kitikajepingi gashkozian um oh ingi nendan uh nano nano gijagak um nakshik can away a gita game, a shkodang, um, Nish Tanasha, Bajik, Quaid Winan, Minaguyak, eh, uh, 
going away asi gi yajaganashi mos yajaganashi mosi ode um ingi nendam ingi gip kanage ingi ingi keda mishkuns um um mitigamen minomishkuns ingi ingi mekwendan ashwigo ingi apachiko minwanakosian kinawaya gi bape kinawaya sustame Gitch Aya over day and get gonna bunch marriage and causal away a gi gi mamad is a wat over day gi gi tagge wat gae um apachiko and gi men when in gi men when dogs anishinabe moyan or day minuangi memwendan um ingoding um niniji kwe zoans jin causa Malge a nijo de que, um, can away a gi 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 jin kazo ying, I'm going to can sing, uh, we know to Ninue, um, they all call us, um, ingi ingi, uh, amusia jabua covid, um, ingi jao de makadeabo, uh, dawe gamagong or shangeo gamagong. Londoning mage ingi ingi injibayan um er andayan um etta inishinabe inishinabem to inishinabem tadame um ninue bindik kenawea gi gi mankan dendam gi gi nagata wenda the what Oh, we're gonna sh we're gonna sh and uh, and the, the way what we're gonna sh and my win gigito gigito what gigi ginandam kena way meanwhile so ants nien and gibop and gibop and me um apachiko meanwhile ta nishnabe me ta do me um oh de me kwa minakwe minakwe ying makadeabo maga Nibishabo de um going and gi uh ingi kinomage kwas ashwigo ngimatukime nishinabe moin ne nijing um ngi kendan that counts for nasabedaming sustamna did you guys follow that whole time? <laughs> I struggled through that. Um Um Nibanaching and gi gi kino gi gi minuan gozia nishnabem ya pi nishnabem tadi tadiang which can we look gooding gooding gonna bash and gi gi debachdan gi debachdan a VTAs verb transitive animate transitive verbs with a Ashkinishna Bemjik Swakamuk Gid Bashtana Nuj Nuj transitive Kidwinan Gi Gi Kweje Which object to na? Nuch nuch kidwinan. Meanwhile, gi object gi object to yang yu kidwin sa magi she mi yu ataming to kill somebody. Gi object to gi object to na aja aja kidam nuch. Nuj Nakea Nin 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 Gadudum Nin Gadudum 
Nikea, Amino, Amino, Gigi, Chabafame, Ode, Gibishko, and Gini, Nin Sa, Nin Sin, Nish, Mage, Gishpin, Wien de Moyen, Gishpin, Gishpin, Wien de Mordwea, Zuchigen, Zuchigen, Nin, Nishin, Nasa, Nasa, Bennett, and a target. Nishin, oh, we got Nishin. Give Chabak P. Where? Where get that? You. Now, Miss Miss Ayo and Gooding, Kim and Juan Cosia, Mishnabania. Um, but Dina and Kim McQuentan, P. Peter Bajmoy and Wode Ruging, which you play more Tantata, Markitaki, Menango, the Gia Tagi, the Anchitabin, um, Gishpin. Anjitabin Gishpin, dot dot dot. In Gitagame, in me. Ni Minwani. Sorry, Ni um Simultaneously. In Ginendan, in Gimau, in Gimau, Bop, Makendan. Wenge, Kidian, Kidian, there's probably a word for that, you know, you probably know it laugh until you cry. Um, yeah, for sure. Like, me manda jitjigayin, um, and wanna go ziyang, nin nwe. So that was a time together that I can think of. Like, well, there was many times together, but learning um that was a game that i learned a lot in um um anstabin gishpin so like switch chairs or switch your where you're sitting like switch someone seats with musical chairs sort of but not um if you're wearing um this item of clothing or if you have you know this color eye or whatever so it's this question game and so you got to be able to, you know, think and comprehend quickly and move quickly. And if not, then you're stuck in the middle and you have to speak in front of everybody. And anyways, that was just a funny time. And I can also think of Menadungs, meanwhile, Pupakunaji. There's some really good times <laughs> with that game, right? Um, especially yeah, with Toto. Um, Toto. Sonic Waduke. <laughs> well, Migonabik has a Migonabik and Muskonkan have a name for that game. They named it a different game. Mm -hmm. It's called Kweja Debadun Finik. Oh, wait. Giggle. <laughs> so, should we get into the. Well, I think it's a perfect segue into what we were going to kind of talk about today, right? Okay. Which was like kind of our journey of learning and those were just some good times that we were talking about that we had uh, been using the language or been immersed in the language and had learned a lot or had had a lot of fun learning, learned a lot while having a lot of fun. Um, we were trying to use, you know, a good couple minutes in the beginning of the intro of this of the segment to use the language um, since that's what we're here to talk about and yeah so what we'll get into is uh, I guess our what how, what kind of helped us learn the language and um, kind of sharing those um, those things resources or different activities or things that kind of stood out for us to help us learn. Um, so I guess 
guess we'll talk, or I'll start with kind of partly my language journey. Um, so mine was started in 2007, and I went to Sioux College, which had a one-year, um, it was called Anishinaabe One Immersion Program. Um, so it was an eight-month program. Um, it wasn't immersion, though. Um, it was but it was just kind of language every day. And uh, I had the teacher that I had there, the teachers were Rose Trudeau and Doris Buzno. Um, really good, really good beginner teachers. Uh, they were really patient <coughs> with all of the students. And um, the thing that Doris had shared with us was like the basic structure of the language and kind of that's where I learned about the seven personal pronouns and for me that was like a big um, a big uh, difference for me um, I think that if I didn't know that if I didn't learn that right at that time when I first started seriously learning I probably wouldn't have kept going with the language um, because it's too hard to um, I had gone to different classes and attended um, we had a class in university uh, that I attended before going to Sioux College and it was just kind of like random phrases and words which which is always good you know you always want to build your vocabulary but um, I was kind of ready for that next step of learning how to put my own sentences together uh, so that was kind of my first intro into kind of the grammar, I guess, and that sometimes gets a gets a negative connotation attached to it. But um, for me, it really helped with my way. with my understanding of the language and and speaking. Um, so that's what I'll share first, and then you can you can go and go ahead and share something that's helped you. Um, yeah, so I, uh, like Monty, um, like, well, I guess he had way more exposure as a kid, but first real exposure at Georgian College, first year program, um, Anishinaabemwin language programming program. It was exactly what I needed was like a slow introduction. Um, it was a slow introduction to who we are as a people, Anishinaabe Mwen, and it being Anishinaabe, decolonizing the mind through learning the language. So I actually got a lot of vocabulary there. That we did a lot of focus on nouns, which was like super helpful in the beginning, especially um, since I would, I, I would say that my language learning journey really began after learning German really well. Um, being able to transfer a lot of those frustrations over to learning that that comes with any second language learning. Um, anytime you're learning a, uh, another language, those frustrations pop up. And then what's what was left out of that frustration that wasn't um, language learning um, was usually like an emotional part. So in saying that, I came out with a really good kind of base um, no grammar at all. Didn't know how to. Didn't know how the language worked when it came, when I came out. I didn't understand that there was four different breakdowns: VAIs, VTIs, VTAs. Like I did understand that, but I did not understand how they worked or what it meant, really. Monty invited the whole class at one point, and that's how I first became aware of Oog. And then the second year, um, I I applied for it and and I got in, and. That changed my world into what what being in Anishinaabe immersion was like, especially in another dialect that I did not understand at all. Um, um, amazing experience. I pushed through a lot of emotional stuff through that time. Unfortunately, Monty uh, was a, a good emotional support for me through that time, but um, it was really what I needed. And then shortly after that, uh, Anishinaabe um, ran their first cohort of... Uh, students through and so I was able to join right shortly after 
Oog, and so I was fresh out thinking, you know, three weeks in Anishinaabem when able to go right into our own dialect, which was, again, a jump. Um, with three wonderful teachers um, or facilitators who brought in like wonderful um, speakers and elders and had a space for grammar just like Oog did um, so that we can you know address those pieces that we're noticing within the day that isn't kind of clicking for us or we're not understanding why <laughs> we can't understand this grammatical piece because um, because yeah went to uh, Pasway Atagook for a year um, that, uh, I don't know, maybe Monty, did you want to talk about that program? Sure. Um. Oh, and Ishkanishnabemjik, if you want. So I'll go back to, um, Wapu Island, started a program, which was a four-year, uh, language program, and it was supposed to be full immersion. Um, it was about 50-50 immersion. Um, and we had teachers there. Um, they were fluent speakers, um, but they had uh, kind of little experience with immersion and teaching adults. And uh, The one thing that I was able to get out of it because I had that base of structure already, um, I was kind of able to kind of take these other resources that I had, like Marion Corbier's um, Nishinaabemon workbooks and uh, the grammar reference gram Nishinaabemon reference grammar by Rand Valentine and use these um, resources to help me understand the speakers and what they were saying and kind of helped me um, raise my level of understanding um, because sometimes the speakers would just sit there for um, maybe even for an hour um, just speaking in the language and uh, you kind of had to step your game up in, in really listening and understanding um, and then it it that program it didn't I guess it didn't really push people to speak, like it didn't really force people to be uncomfortable to speak. Um, so in that sense, I my level of speaking raised as well without kind of that pressure of, of having to be at a certain level. Um, so after that, um, then when I went to Oog the first year, which was 2015, um, the summer of 2015. Uh, that was my first year of actually being fully immersed and uh, seeing other young people that were speakers that were actually like proficient at staying in the language and also communicating with elders. Where was this? Oog. Oh, yes, yes, that was, like, the first time, yes, for me as well, that I was like, whoa, yeah. like, there are people here that are just talking. <laughs> yeah. I was not used to that at all. Yeah, so, um, and I remember the first year that I went, I remember there was a, a breakthrough that I had, that had come over me, because one of the things that, that was my goals part of my goals that I set to when I was first started learning the language was to understand ceremonies or understand when the elders were speaking in the language. And um, at Oog, we, um, we had an elder kind of give us a teaching. Um, he talked about the creation story and some of the teachings around that. And I could understand pretty much what everything what he was saying and after that I it felt like I was on like a walking on a cloud mm -hmm. um, and I couldn't like I was just like in disbelief maybe like oh I'm, 
like I one of my goals was to be able to understand like an elder giving teachings in the language so that was a big breakthrough that I had noticed when when I had went there um, just a kind of like a culmination of all of the learning that I had done up to that point because uh, sometimes we we don't know like our per, our progression or where we're at because there's no like standardized tests or anything to tell us okay you're you're a speaker of six out of ten right now uh, we're gonna get you to seven out of ten there's none of these standardized things that are out there uh, yet to really measure where we are so um, those were that was just one thing that I kind of set for myself I guess as a measurement so that was the year before I went. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did you want to speak about anything after that? Um, no, you can go ahead. Um, it was the second year I had come back, though. So I had gone my first year on the year that Monty had gone his second year. And then on Monty's third year was my second time. And so I, I was returning thinking I had not learned that much more. Like, So when entering... Um, we were doing the, the normal uh, orientation. Um, you come in and it's a place that is separate from where we were actually, you know, going to be living our headquarters and li living quarters, sorry, and um, and where we, we, where we would be learning and wakaiganing, um, is that what they call it? Wakaiganing? Yeah. So, um, in this space, you know, we would get something to eat and sit down and kind of go over, you know, base rules, so expectations, um, what's that called, housekeeping. And last year, the, or the previous year, when I had stepped out of the car and people had introduced themselves to me, I was, like, peeing my pants. <laughs> like, I was having a heart attack <laughs> because I couldn't understand people even introducing themselves to me. So... When I entered second year, um, and we sat down, and she began, you know, speaking, and they all began speaking in the language first, you know, explaining the rules, and I couldn't believe that, like, everything that was she was being said was, like, click, 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 click. I was not, there was nothing, I wasn't getting stuck anywhere. I wasn't getting, you know, caught on a word and then having to stop, and, like, I was just following along, and I couldn't believe it because the year previous, I was getting stuck on the first word. Um, so by the end of it, I was like, I hadn't even had a, like, I hadn't even sweat yet. And it was already, we had already been through protocols, housekeeping, all this. I'm still sitting there with my juice and my sandwich. Like, I can't believe, you know, but I can see, you know, a couple other people, you know, experiencing what I was experiencing the previous year. And I was just kind of in shock. So then later on, I go and talk to a couple of the, the facilitators and, they're saying that all. They're all saying the same thing. They're like, "Oh, the Mino Tachige is that is that right? Like, is that how they used to say it over there? Mino Tachige. Yeah. Like, I just kept hearing that. Um, or Nitachige. Um, and I was just, oh, you can understand me. Yes. Like compared to last year, we, you are just doing. And I just, I had no idea that I had moved up at all. And, you know, the previous year I was hyperventilating in the parking lot at this point. So, um, yeah. That was, like, uh, a big moment for me to be able to just enter the space and not, you know, feel like I needed to grab a paper bag to breathe. Um, yeah, big, big monumental moment for me. Um, so that takes us where in time? Um, so then after that, um, at this point I was working with my community with language stuff and uh, we started a, oh, I guess we started Eshkinishnabemjik, uh, which we based off of um, Uk, so Meskwankwit um, Rice and Mikonabik, Jessica Shonyas. We had started, um, we had, they actually, them two had gone to Uk before, the year before me, and I had heard about Uk and I was hesitant to go because I was like, well, they don't speak the same dialect. Get anything out of it. So then I see that they went. So then I was like, okay, I guess I can. I'll check it out. Um, 
so the the summer the next summer my first year and their second year um, we kind of one night we kind of talked about we should create something like this in Ontario because there's nothing nothing like it in Ontario there's no kind of immersion experience um, uh, that was out there so uh, we with the help of uh, Kenji Gawin Tech in uh, Chiging we we were able to start do the first summer of uh, we called it Ashkenishnabemjik new speakers or young speakers and uh, so we did a two week two week program and we had applicants and invited people and uh, so that was 2016 and then so every summer we've run it up until 2019 and then uh, we haven't run it in 2020 probably not 2021 just because of the pandemic but um, but you guys have done a lot of stuff online already since then just to be in the community so for yeah. sure <laughs> yeah but so the people that have gone to Ashkenishnabemjik have shared with, shared with us that it's really helped them because um, it's usually their first time too being fully immersed like all day You get used to the language so much that you go back into the regular world, I guess, and you want to speak in the language to them. Uh, and people have told us, like, it's the first time, like, after attending a few days, it's like their first time dreaming in the language and stuff like that. So, and, and I think we, we found those things helpful as well, being mm -hmm. immersed. Um, so that that's why we created it um, and I know how hard it is to to try and put on an immersion anything like a immersion day or an immersion class and English tends to creep in um, because of various reasons could be the level of speakers um, if they're very beginner it's really hard to stay in the language because everyone wants to express themselves. Um, Has anybody seen Ferngully? I haven't seen Ferngully. Hexes. I'm just. <laughs> That's just, when you said that. It just reminded me of like English creeping in. It always just like. Yeah. So I'll show you later. Okay. All right. Nineties <laughs> um, babies movie. So, yeah, uh, what we found works is that if you have learners who are proficient enough to um, organize and keep everything on task um, and keep everything in the language, that things will stay in the language. And, I've, and I have experience of that. Um, so we, we had tried to start a adult immersion program in my community, Chippewa Thames, um, and we call it Pasquayatuguk, and that was a name that was given to us for our language programming, which we had done before uh, with um, Betsy Kijigo, and so we, we tried to start this program, or we did actually do one year of the program. But it was meant to be kind of 90% immersion, um, and it's really it's really uh, difficult in some aspects because of the um, you want a relationship build with your students and your teachers, and so our fluent speakers that we had uh, wouldn't or didn't want to stay in the language because they could see, you know, students struggling to understand and they kind of felt bad, I guess. And so they, it would re revert into English or have English translations. And um, 
and then the students also want to express themselves. They want to joke around, they want to be sociable, and so the only way that they know how is their first language, which is English. But then it becomes a snowball effect where you just, mm -hmm. you say one word in English and then it's two words and then next thing you know, we're having conversations and then next thing you know, it's a whole hour of just English, talking in English. Um, and I've seen that at other um, events as well, like language events that were supposed to be immersion. And um, it's not like you want to be a police, but it's so hard to get yourself back into a space of like motivation to stay in the language once you've already escaped and have like been able to express some of those things that you can't quite express in the language like humor and whatnot so it's um it's almost just not even worth the, the struggle of doing it in the first place right so mm -hmm. i think that's what that's why that is there that that's the intention i guess yeah, yeah. um so but also i wanted to kind of talk about when we went to Uk and what we tried to incorporate at Ashkenish Nabemjik is Lucia Bonacci or Weizao Benesik who was kind of the main person to start Uk. She, um, she knew that there was a need for grammar um, teaching and, that, and that's what helped her as well. And so she has um, or they have Brandon Fairbanks, and Wanagabo, um, he teaches the grammar portion at Uk, and so that's one part. It's like 45 minutes to an hour a day of English where you're learning grammar patterns. Um, and it's just kind of, he lays it out really well, and uh, we do that at Ishkinishna Bemjik with Marianne Corbier. Um, she provides the grammar there and that's that was one thing that that has helped me and so we knew that we had to incorporate that and I, f I feel like that needs to be incorporated in other in all kind of language learning spaces although uh, we don't always have the resources um, fluent speakers don't necessarily know the grammar or want to teach the grammar so we have um, just capacity of who, where can we find the magic teacher who knows everything or where, how can we fill those gaps with this teacher that's an expert in this or teach teacher that's expert in this and um, putting it all together. And I feel like these are all tools that, that we pick up and we learn along our journey to help us to help us learn but I don't know if you wanted to touch on the grammar part a little bit more um okay well I'm gonna go back to to learning German so I I went to Trautmannsdorfendeleite which is like a small small town outside of Vienna in Austria in Europe and they speak German in, in Austria but it is Austrian German and um, so the first three months I was there, the expectation was that I would be speaking German and also teaching the children English. And that's why most uh, families hire au pairs is, is for language learning and culture learning. Most of them want their children to speak English, and so they hire au pairs to be that English influence within the house. And then um, also the au pair gets the opportunity to travel and learn new, new language, etc. So... Within the first three months, we noticed that, like, nothing was moving smoothly because I was not... I had a base of German, but it was not going smoothly because I couldn't understand instructions, and so I would misinterpret them and do the instruction wrong, and then we'd have to start over. So it became just me speaking in English a lot. So by month three out of six, I had, like, learned nothing. Um, and that's when my host mom had suggested, okay, well, like, you're this far in. I think that, like, maybe... One, we need to get you some friends, which didn't happen just because of my working and, and whatnot. And two, um, let's get you in a grammar class because you have all these little bits and everything, but you don't know how to use any of them. And I was like, uh, okay. Um, so that's what I did is I ended up having to make a bunch of friends just by like walking into a party, a bar, and just saying, hi, be my friend. And so the socialization with those people where I had to be in German 
mixed with the fact that I was being sent to these grammar classes, which were intermediate, not beginner. Um, it was all obviously in German because it was in Austria. So people were coming from Romania, Hungary, Italy, Czech Republic, but they're all learning German grammar in German. And I'm having like a breakdown because I'm like, I don't understand all the words. How is it that you guys know all the words that he's saying? And it, I was like, why are you, you translating this for me? And he's like, because this is a, we're in Austria. Like you, this isn't an English, like you just have to learn it. And I was like, oh, it was like kind of a hit me on the head with a hammer kind of, you just have to learn it. Like this, this is no magical thing here. This isn't like everyone knows some magical formula. Like you, you just have to learn it. And so putting those two together, by six, by six sort of six months when my parents came to arrive, I was like, like I was just to anybody could talk like da 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 da, and my parents were like, who is this person? So transferring that over into Nishnabemlin, um, I had so many of these like little parts and whatnot, but I didn't even have enough of the language grammar to understand in Nishnabemlin how to use these things. So when I was given that half an hour, I, how long did we have? Like three hours, two hours a night? Yeah. Yeah, at UG. Um, it gave us that space as adults to take those pieces that, you know, as children, like they would, we would have a context because of, you know, they're so absorbent, but we don't have that context necessarily, or sometimes we get it wrong. So taking all those and, and being able to ask it and apply it, and then taking that again, taking that new information and then going back out the next day and trying to apply it. And I know that that's a strength of mine, being able to do that, just like being able to take that information and apply it right away. That's how I learn so quickly, and that's why immersion is so good for me, and that's why I needed that piece of um, grammar. And so had I not have learned that in Austria, I would have probably been that very defensive person in grammar class <laughs> because I, like, everything with me, you know, is... <laughs> Uh, it's very emotional so um um like I said like knowing those things about me and having to learn that first was super helpful I'm not saying that you need to go and do that by any means but just for me it it, it allows me to speak from it from um a perspective where I can step back and look at how I can compare second language learning and then what was uh something that was like very Anishinaabe to me um I could kind of separate the two of them um, what else with grammar? EN at Ishkanishnabemjik, Mary Ann's classes. Um, I was really only attending with my daughter. Um, I couldn't commit um, to being there all class, every class, because I had to put my daughter down and to sleep and whatnot. But what ones I did attend, um, again, super helpful. She explained something called the hierarchy of. Um, maybe pronouns, I'd have to look back at exactly what she called it, but, you know, just like in regards to how we address one another um, grammatically, that took me like three years to be able to apply, but I can remember sitting in that class and getting that information. So I remember it really with my heart because I had no idea what was going on that first year, but by, you know, 2020, I was finally like, oh, right, I'm like starting to get now what she meant, that, uh, da, 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 right, like 2019 maybe. Um, this could be a whole, like two episodes in one, but I'm kind of glad we're getting it um, all in one episode here. I guess, is there any other resources that come to mind that helps you or that has helped you? Um, well... Marianne Corbier's um, online dictionary is on every device of mine. I make it into an app. Um, I take that uh, uh, web address or whatever, and I just turn it right into an app so I can access it whenever I can. Um, yeah, the online dictionary is... Quizlet. Um, Quizlet. Your Quizlet. Um, possibly ought to go. It has a lot of sets in it. Uh, but you know, I've learned that five to 10 minutes a day, every day does way more than trying to do five hours on the weekend or something like that. Like, honestly, even when I'm reading books, cause I'm a slow reader, I'll just do two pages a day <clears throat> and then I'll be there. Right. So I'm going on Quizlet and just focusing on one VTA or one VAI or, you know, one 
word set list of, you know, and just doing it over and over on the matching or whatever for, for five to ten minutes before going to bed has been very helpful for me. Um, I guess, like, some of the storybooks that, that we have or that are out there that are, like, kind of bilingual recordings of elders, that's what I've found helpful as oh. well. Like, just going, seeing the seeing the Anishinaabeim one, trying to figure it out, and then looking at the English side of it, what the translation is, and um, putting it together like that, that's kind of helped me with my understanding and how to, how a sentence structure looks like in different ways. Um, Barbara Nolan's website is really good too, for um, TPRS, uh, Total Physical Response storytelling she's really good at no mer no english but uh you'll get you'll get the idea of the story um currently in in school um in the course of taking the first semester uh we were assigned to basically answer tell the story of what was happening basically every class and just by doing that out of the last month and a half not even i've did not think I could exercise that part of my brain of, of translating one language while listening um, some, to someone speak. So I, I was telling Monty this um, and, my, and my parents that the ability for me to hear two conversations or to listen to two people at once or to read something while I'm listening to something else has increased like extra <laughs> exponentially for me, which is crazy because it's only been like not even six weeks of just doing this maybe five six times um I'm not saying you need to go out and do this but for me I did not expect to really get anything other than more comprehension and more um like listening skills but I can't believe that like that is a skill in itself that I've gained and now I notice like I can listen to my daughter and my friend or my daughter and my teacher and my daughter and my son at the same time like it's just kind of crazy to me um that I've been come in tune with the fact that I have this skill. So I guess I'll use this opportunity as a plug for this book that is coming out that I <laughs> edited and translated with help of elders. Um, so it's another, it's kind of like another exercise if you're able to do it is record an elder speaking and then trying to transcribe it all like try and write down all of the Anishinaabemowin and then try and translate as much as you can. Um, so part of the reason for this book that's coming out, um, it's called Bekejanong uh, Dabajamowinan, Stories from Where the Waters Divide. So Bekejanong is the name of the community um, that has a number of speakers um, in southwestern Ontario. And I was able to record a few of them, and um, so that's what it, the reason, part of the reason why I did it was to, for my own learning, to, to do exactly that, which was listen to a story and try and write everything down, and um, that helped my, uh, my comprehension level as well, I think, and again, getting like the sentence structure and little things like that um, so I'm hoping that it would help other learners in that aspect as well as because um, I tried to write the length I tried to transcribe it almost exactly how they how they spoke it um, just to make sure that kind of all the sounds are in there So yeah, that's that's another thing that would be helpful. Or if you know, like, there's a few places that have recordings, like um, Ojibwe.net um, has recordings of st stories from different elders. And if you're if you're wanting to do that exercise, where you wanna, um, or Barbara Nolan's videos, if you wanna sit sit and uh, kind of try and go through it and write everything down that that they're saying and then try and translate it. That's or uh, even just repeating is like another awesome, just 
trying to say what they're saying, repeating it back as they say it. You taught me that one. Yeah. There's a word for that, isn't it? It's shadowing or something? Um, I forget the word it's like for it. shadowing, mirroring, something. It's mirroring or something, but... It's not necessarily considered effective in when you can, like, when you listen to other, but just for the practice of, like, hearing the sounds and getting them out and trying to decipher words and where words split and whatnot, yeah. I find it helpful. Yeah, and just getting that rhythm mm -hmm. of how a fluent speaker talks and... Uh, so if you're listening, you just play a story and you just try and say what they say. You might not um, be right. You might not say everything exactly what they're saying because they're just going along really quickly. But just kind of go along with them and, and just kind of repeat what you can as the story goes along. Yeah, because something I think people forget too is that like when you're speaking a new language, you have complete new muscles that you're gonna have to use. Woo! We got a delivery at the door. Um, do you want to get it, or do you want me to? Here. Um, I know sometimes people don't, people are shy and nervous to, to actually go out and speak in front of other people or have a conversation because they don't want to say things wrong, they don't want to mess it up, they don't want to sound wrong. Um, this is a really good exercise to, hap to help practice um, working out those muscles in your mouth that you're not used to using because a lot of the time we say it in our head and it sounds fine, but as soon as we try and say it, especially in front of someone and we're overthinking, you stumble and you mess up and a good way of practicing that is getting those um, muscles practiced and worked out and uh, make, it, make it easier to get those sounds out and also you've been saying them for so long it'll sound a little bit more you'll feel a little bit more natural to say them and it'll help you when you know you're feeling under pressure to answer to less worry about pronunciation and more worry about the content of what you need to say back so that's what I was going to say before that uh, interruption. So I think we'll end it here because it's been a been a long one. Yeah. Concentrated one. Panego Anishinaabe Mun from me and Mashko Gobwitkwe. I'll say Gigo Anshitkan. Kwejin Anishinaabenyan. So don't give up in trying to speak the language. Chimigwech. Yeah, Miigwech. Bamapi. Bamapi. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, <my waist. laughs>